Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Wrestle Talk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Paul Martinez. And today we're going to look at, we have two shows we're going to look at. We're going to look at Ring of Honor Television for March 21st. And then we're going to look at what I believe now is the 20th episode of Lucha Underground, which aired on the El Rey Network uh, March 25th, I believe. Two, once again, very good shows. Don't have anything else for you this week. I'm hoping our next show, we, uh, we're going to have a lot of independent shows running uh, this weekend for the WrestleMania weekend. There's a lot of there's a Ring of Honor show. There, I believe, an Evolve show, a Shimmer show. So I'm hoping to get my hands on some of that stuff. And as soon as I do, uh, we will definitely go over it and we'll talk about it. I may also, in our next podcast, I'm not going to give you a review of WrestleMania as, you know, this is indie talk. And we're talking about independence and not WWE. But it is the biggest show in the industry of the year. So I will give an overall opinion of what the show was. Um, honestly, I'm not even looking that forward to watching it outside of the main event, being that I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan. The rest of the show doesn't interest me. But I'll probably just give it one quick look over just to give you guys um, just a quick opinion of what I thought overall on the show this year. But uh, let's get back to this show and stop talking about next one. And we're going to start with Ring of Honor. The opening match, this was a very good show. Um, the opening match was Bobby Fish, who of course is one half of the ROH Tag Team Champions Red Dragon, taking on the red-hot Roderick Strong. As you know, Roderick Strong defeated at the 13th anniversary show B.J. Whitmer and ended that feud with him and the decade. And the announcers during this match were really pushing the fact about how Roderick is looking for gold now. So... You know, this is, as you know, we don't really get much segments. So it's really up to the announce team to push angles. So I would take that from them mentioning that is that we are going to see Roderick Strong very soon challenging either Jay Lethal or Jay Briscoe um, in Ring of Honor, probably after the whole WrestleMania weekend deal. Probably look for Roderick Strong to maybe start making challenges. But as for this match, very strong Matt Wrestling um, in the beginning. Bobby Fish, very accomplished Matt wrestler. Of course, Roderick Strong is too. Strong starts to take over a little bit. Starts to a couple of big moves. Fish makes a, makes a comeback for a little bit, but he gets cut off. And uh, Roderick ends it with a sick kick. Followed by the Strong Breaker. Gets the win. It's a nice opening match. Two and a half stars. Very solid match. I mean, it almost becomes repetitive when you're talking about Ring of Honor. Um, I cannot, in my, the top of my head, think of a bad Ring of Honor TV match um, all year. So this is, you know, just par for the course. If you like wrestling, if, you know, if you're in this to watch guys wrestle in the ring, you will never go wrong with the Ring of Honor show. Uh, our second match, Jay Lethal comes out along with Jay Diesel and, of course, his manager, Truth Martini. As they are, as he is supposed to face the winner of the top prospect tournament, Donovan Dijak. Before the match, Martini cuts a promo, kind of pumping up Dijak, pumping up himself, and offers his hand to Donovan and tells him to, you know, basically join the House of Truth. 
forget about this title match. And Dijak pauses, he kind of does that look around, you know, look at the crowd, what should I do? You know, but uh, in the end, he does shake the hands of Chufortini. And there you have it, Donovan Dijak, the newest member of the House of Truth. Uh, seems like Martini always seems to be involved with these uh, top prospect winners. So, as they're all, you know, patting each other on the back, we hear some music, and out comes Dalton Castle. Now, I did not see Dalton Castle. My, I, I hear, no, 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 sorry about that. Tongue-tied a little bit. I know he was in the opening round of the top prospect tournament, which I didn't see, and he lost. Uh, but uh, I have heard people talk about him, and this is my first chance to get to see him. I wasn't really sure what to make of this guy. He comes out, he's got like two male slaves. He's very flamboyant. Um, <laughs> Jay Lethal, they show a couple of times, as this is all going on, this guy's going to the ring with his machinations or what have you. And the camera once or twice shows Jay Lethal. And his face, his expression is priceless. Hysterical. Jay Lethal has this look of what in the hell is happening. <laughs> uh, it, it's... By far, it might be the most funniest thing that happened in the entire show is Jay Lethal's expression. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard this from me before, I am completely on the Jay Lethal bandwagon right now. I'm a huge fan. The slave gets the mic for Castle and gives it to him. And Carassel, in return, caresses his face. And he basically cuts a promo, you know, saying that he had gotten into the top prospect tournament because of the promise to the winner to get a chance to wrestle Jay Lethal for the television title. And Dijak won this tournament, but yet is discarding that opportunity. And so Castle says, well, then I want it. If you're not going to take your title match, then I want the title match against Jay Lethal. You know, he winds up doing some kind of, like, the slaves, whatever makes, like, a thing for him to sit on his back, and the other positions himself to be, like, a backrest. It was so weird. It's like they made a, human couch or something and um it was really weird looking the crowd got a kick out of it and basically he's challenging jay to a match jay's looking at all this and can't get out of the ring fast enough he's like i want nothing to do with you tells everybody let's get out of here and as he's leaving you know castle says that's okay you know i'll just challenge a real champion like jay briscoe and of course that incenses jay lethal because his whole gimmick has been that he is the true champion of ROH, not Briscoe. So he runs into the ring and attacks Jay. I mean, I'm sorry. Jay went to the ring and attacks Castle. And, uh, you know, the, the slaves make their way to the back, what have you. You know, he gets some offense on Castle. Castle makes a couple of really nice moves. He makes a really nice move outside the ring where he does like a slide from the floor to the apron into a hurricanrana. Very nice move. Later on, he hits an over-the-head belly-to-belly suplex. He hits a really nice bridging German for a near fall. And if something happens, and I actually didn't understand what happened, that somehow the ref was distracted for a moment, and Dijek, who was so tall, I think the guy's like 6'7", uh, reaches up and pulls Castle right out the ring onto his shoulders. Hits the his finisher to feast your eyes didn't nail it as perfectly as he's done in matches but he caught him with it 
throws him back in the ring. Referee has no idea what's going on. Referee stands up to Dave Castle, starts to browbeat him a little, then hits the lethal injection, gets the victory. He gave us two and a half stars. It was a, a very good match. This kid Dalton can wrestle. You know, and I don't mind the gimmick if he can go in the ring. I've talked about this when we talk about Lucha Underground, how I really do not like Pipinella uh, Escarlata. And it's not because of the effeminate gimmick. It's because I think it's just horrible in the ring. You know, this guy's character is way more over the top. But he can wrestle. If he can wrestle, you know, I could take the gimmick. You know, that gorgeous George did that character. And I thought he was great, you know. But you got to be able to wrestle. To me, it's even more important. If you're going to do a gimmick like this, you've got to be tough in the ring. If you're not going to be tough in the ring, then I think the gimmick starts to overtake your ability and at that point you're going to turn people off that's my personal opinion that's just the way i see it i think if you could wrestle and you could fight then you know you can have the, an effeminate gimmick and it's okay it works it's like you know people could be like oh he's a pansy yeah but he could kick your rear end you know and uh that's what this kid dalton can so i definitely expect to see more of him in ring of honor now we start to see a red dragon promo but it kind of gets hijacked in the fashion of like an anonymous, an anonymous video. If you guys are familiar, if you don't know anonymous, you should Google him and learn. Anyway, um, he they are a group of hackers, very famous, who uh, hack all kinds of stuff from government websites to, uh, as of late, they were messing with Al Qaeda stuff. Um, they know that they put out like messages. Um, attacking celebrities or what have you. They did one recently where they attacked Kanye West. So, yeah, if you don't know Anonymous is, then you probably didn't get this video. But uh, if you look it up, you can find Anonymous videos, I'm sure, on YouTube and what have you. And, um, very interesting stuff. So, anyway, as it turns out, this video is not Anonymous. It's actually for the KRD and Knights of the Red Dawn. They promise that the change is coming. I really am absolutely at this point positive that KRD is not Kingdom. I'm not sure who they are. I thought almost may have been Jimmy Jacobs at one point, but I don't think it's him either anymore. So I am very interested. I hope we're not disappointed when this reveal comes of who exactly is behind this whole KRD gimmick. Now, then we go to the main event. And speaking of Jimmy Jacobs, it's Jimmy Jacobs challenging Jay Briscoe for the Ring of Honor. World Heavyweight Championship. Jacobs is really pumped up for this match. Uh, he's taking the fight to Jay. He winds up hitting that springboard cutter he uses. He hits it on the floor. Instead of using the ropes, he used like the railing, you know, the barricade to the crowd. And used that. It was a nice spot. They went to a commercial right from that move. When we come back, they're in the ring and it's more back and forth action. Jay's got some offense going. But uh, Jacobs winds up hitting the Contra Code, which you might know as the Slice Bread number two, or the Shirinu. Uh, you know, he calls it the Contra Code. He hit that for a very close fall, and uh, which is his finisher. And Jimmy, when he doesn't get the three count, you see him. He's like almost in disbelief. He actually becomes despondent. He starts to leave the ring like in despair, and he's like doing soul searching on the on the 
on the apron, staring at the Ring of Honor championship belt. And finally kind of psychs himself back up and goes back into the ring. Meanwhile, this whole time, like, Jay is out cold. So you're almost making it look like, hey, you know, if you wouldn't have let up, you probably could have beat him, you know. So we'll see if they even get into that at all. Um, he winds up hitting another one of those flying stunners, but he holds on, gets up, and hits another contra code, follows with a spear, then locks on end time, which is a guillotine choke that he uses a lot. Um, it was an incredible sequence by Jacobs, and he has really, really got this locked in good. Still, to be honest, I really didn't think that there was any chance Jimmy was winning, but I give him credit of him putting on a really credible series here, you know, where you would think maybe he could get the victory. But uh, Jake is finally able to get free. Jacobs tries a cradle, but it gets countered and turned into a Jay Driller. He gets the three count. Jay, Jay uh, Briscoe does. And he retains the championship. This was a very good showing from Jacobs. And this is probably his last match in Ring of Honor. Um, as I started to say earlier, he's been hired as a part of the creative team at WWE. Um, don't know how that's going to work out for him. People that get hired in creative don't last very long. But I'm thinking that this hiring was done because they had no ex-wrestlers on the creative team, which is almost unheard of to have nobody from the business on a creative team. It was all Hollywood writers. And I think part of the reason why WWE has become so unwatchable is because they have Hollywood writers instead of having guys who know the business. And I'm hoping that that's why Jacobs was hired. And I'm hoping he makes uh, I hope he makes a, a good showing for himself there. And he hopes he improves the product. I'm not a fan of the product right now. But, you know, maybe if Jacobs does a good job, you know, maybe I could find myself to pay more attention to the, you know, to the Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Right now, I find it unwatchable. But I'm hoping that Jimmy uh, does well. As for the match, I gave it three stars. Finally, after the match, Jimmy's eye got cut somewhere in the final sequence. So, like, he's got some blood on the face. And Jay's, like, covered in uh, blood from Jimmy. And Jay comes over to him, extends his hand. And if you know, if you follow Ring of Honor, Jimmy, you know, usually has the gimmick where he doesn't like to shake hands. But in this case, he did shake. It was even more made me feel like this was his... Swan Song, the Ring of Honor. Uh, another great show. Ring of Honor never fails to deliver the goods. Like I said, if you just want to watch wrestling and you're not interested in skits and storylines as much, I mean, they have storylines, but like I said, it's more the announcers getting them over than anything. If you just like to watch good in-ring action, you'll never go wrong with a Ring of Honor show. And now let's move on to our second half, which is Lucha Underground, as I said, episode 20. Wow, this was, this was a show. Let me tell you. Opening match, Angelico facing Son of Havoc with Ivelisse in his corner. Yeah, this has been going on a while, and this is the whole angle where some of you heard me lose my temper a, a few weeks ago. It, it was all made up for tonight. I'll just put it that way. To start the match, Son of Havoc is all over Angelico. This crowd 
is really rowdy tonight, and they love Son of Havoc. Uh, from the onset, Ivelisse was being a real bitch. I mean, oh my god. I mean, way more so than usual. You can actually hear her um, throughout the match. Like, you can hear her screaming and whining, and they really did a great job to make her irritating here. And um, even Vampiro, on a number of occasions, was like really like dogging her out in commentary. Angelica winds up sending Havoc at one point to the floor, and then he goes to the opposite corner and he does that dive over the post. I don't know what he calls it. Where he basically runs and jumps from in the ring, over the ropes, over the ring post, to the guy on the floor. I swear, it's the sickest dive I've ever seen. The crowd is going bananas when he does it. You know, holy shit, Chance. That was awesome, Chance. Uh, and it, all of it deserved. It is a sick, sick, and scary, dangerous dive in my eyes. But, you know, he's young, he's in great condition, and, you know, he, he can make it work. I, there's a lot of guys that I hope don't try this because I just have a bad feeling that somebody is timing this and disaster happened. But anyway, back to the match. Both guys wind up getting back to the ring, and uh, they wind up fighting on the top rope. And Havoc is able to crotch Angelico across the top rope. Angelico falls into the ring. And instead of just, you know, following up, Son of Havoc asks for a microphone and tells Ivelisse she is holding him back. He dumps her as the crowd goes ballistic, then hits the shooting star press, gets the win. The crowd pops louder than I can remember seeing a crowd pop in years. I'm giving this three stars, and it's mostly due to the insane crowd. You know, I've talked about, and I'm sure you've seen yourselves, if you're wrestling fans, I look at guys like Randy Savage, I look at guys like Hulk Hogan at that WrestleMania match with The Rock. There are times when a crowd can turn a guy babyface. In my opinion, the Lucha Underground crowd turned Son of Havoc babyface and changed how this angle was progressing. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe... One day, Robert Rodriguez or whoever will come out and say, no, this was the plan all along, but I don't buy it. This was not the way the storyline was headed. This definitely took a left turn, and I think it's because of the support that the crowd has been showing Son of Havoc every week, and he is completely over. He actually goes into the crowd as they're hugging him. Um, who would ever think this a few weeks ago when he almost looked like a, the jobber of Lucha Underground, how he's now being hugged by the crowd? That's a fantastic moment. This is one of the reasons that I love Lucha Underground. One of the reasons why I love professional wrestling. That's, that's a great moment. We go back into the ring. Angelico is winking. You know, he's on his knees and he's winking at a humiliated Ivelisse. You know, as he's sitting there watching the crowd hug uh, Son of Havoc as she's been dumped. And uh, so she walks over to Angelico and lays him out with a kick to the head. Wow, I really love this. I do not like Angelico. I mean, he's a great wrestler, but his character is so sleazy, and uh, I just felt he got his comeuppance with that kick to the head. Then we switch to the office of Dario Cueto. You see that he's signing documents, you know, for a new fighter, who we can't see, but we know is sitting there. 
He told him to thank Conan for speaking for him and getting this big contract and that he's been held back by tag teams in the past, but now he's going to be his own man. The camera switches and we see it's Hernandez, formerly of LAX and TNA. Um, I've always liked Hernandez. And I hope he does well here. I never liked that finishing maneuver, the border toss. And from what I've heard, uh, there are many people who wrestled him who were not fans of the border toss. So I hope they give him a different finisher because that move has uh, given guys uh, some problems. Uh, I believe he's given a couple of guys have gained concussions from it. And a lot of guys have fallen on the back of their head. And so I really don't like the move. I'm all about the safety for the wrestlers. So I hope they give him something different as a finisher. But overall, I always liked him. I always liked the Super Max character. I hope he does well here. He's not as bulky as he used to be. He's not as jacked up. He's still in great condition, though. He's not fat. He's in really good condition. Just not as bulky. And that might work better for him here in Lucha Underground. Uh, then we go to our main event. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun. We're not on our main event yet. This, this match could be a main event anywhere on any show as Alberto El Patron is defending the Triple A Championship against Tejano in a bull rope match. So you can see why I thought it was a main event. These two guys are beating the crap out of each other. They're using chairs. They're using the bull rope. They're using cowbells. Um, Alberto at one point hits his like snap inverted superplex. Um, I guess it was the camera angle. Made it look way more devastating than when he's done it before. Man, that move is just awesome. It really should be a finisher. I, I really love that inverted superplex that he hits. Uh, later on, there's a chair set up in the corner by Tejano. Kind of sat there a while. So at one point, Alberto uh, charges Tejano. But he moves out the way and Alberto crashes into the chair at top speed. Gets rolled up. Almost a three count for Tejano. A little later on, we have a table set up in the ring. Um, Alberto, on a kneeling, Tejano hits that super kick of his. Then he looks to set him on the top rope and give him a uh, Frankenstein through the table. But Tejano counters and super bombs El Patron right through the table. One, two, no. Somehow Alberto kicks out barely. The crowd totally thought this. The crowd was totally buying that that was the end of the match. So that was a great false finish. Really great false finish. I was pretty sure Alberto was not going to lose here. And even I was like, oh my God, did he just lose the match? So it was a great false finish. The match continues on. The Hano winds up sitting Alberto now on the top rope. And he grabs the cowbell and starts beating him with the cowbell. And then he goes to try to do something to him. But Alberto winds up grabbing his arm. And applying the arm breaker into the ropes. But there's no rope break here because it's, you know, no disqualification. The reference is there to, uh, you know, count the full or, you know, hear, hear the tap. So because of that, there was no rope break and there was nowhere for the hunter to go. He has to tap. And it was a, that's a great win for El Patron. Three and a half stars in this match. And in my opinion, from what I've seen him between Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor, this was the best I've seen Alberto since leaving WWE. I am a big Alberto fan, uh, but I thought he looked very, he thought he looked a little out of shape. 
and a little rusty in some of his earlier matches that I've seen him in since leaving. I thought this was the old, you know, top of his game, Alberto. Uh, so I was uh, very happy to see that. I hope this is what we're going to get out of him in future matches now. Next, we go to the catacombs, and Conan is training Puma, showing him some boxing techniques. And in walks Hernandez. He and Conan hug it out. Hernandez tells Puma he's a big fan. He goes for a fist bump, but Puma seems kind of hesitant. He does finally return the fist bump, but he looked almost concerned, like he had a problem uh, with Hernandez. I'm not sure what that is, if where, where they're going with that. It will be interesting to see. Nothing happens in Lucha Underground for no reason, so the hesitation we saw from Puma is definitely going somewhere. We'll see where it goes. Uh, and then we go to our main event, which is Prince Puma defending the Lucha Underground Championship against Cage in a Boyle's Heights street fight. Uh, before the match, Dario steps out of his office and shows everyone the new Lucha Underground Championship belt. It was pretty nice, way nicer than the first one they had. Then they show Hernandez, who sit at ringside. Hmm. Started to smell a rat at this point. Wasn't sure what was going on there. Never saw any other wrestler from the roster sitting ringside before. So I, wasn't, I figured somehow, some way, he's getting involved. As for the match, um, very early on, Puma's on fire. They wind up outside the ring. Puma goes for a hurricane runner on the outside, but Cage blocks it and then tosses Prince Puma back first into the post. That looked like it sucked. I suffer from back pain, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, I think I need a painkiller. <laughs> yeah, that real, real, real flush, she hit that pole. That looked like it hurt. Then they uh, wind up getting a trash can, Lynn, Puma does. And these two guys are beating the crap out of each other with the metal trash can living in the ring. I'm thinking to myself, Oscar DeGrasse must be getting such a draft to his apartment now. <laughs> a table winds up getting set up outside by Prince Puma. Uh, as the crowd was chanting for tables, Puma pulls one out. They continue to brawl. Nothing's done with the table at that point. They're back in the ring. Cage does a fireman carry and transfers it into a double knee breaker. A la Roderick Strong. Gets a two count. We get dueling chants. Somewhat surprised by the Cage support. But, you know, the Lucha crowd has been very pro-heel as of late. As we talked about Son of Avic and uh, Pentagon uh, Pentagon Jr., he's been getting a tremendous amount of cheers. So this crowd definitely has been very pro-heel. So I guess I shouldn't have been too surprised that Cage getting a, a, a lot of fans here. Puma winds up nailing. He gets Cage outside the ring, and he nails a shooting star press off the top rope over the post to the floor. I watched this four times. Like the camera work was like from the floor, looking up at him as he does this, which was an incredible visual, and it was just amazing. I watched it four times. Um, it was amazing. Ricochet is incredible. That's an incredible athlete. Puma lays Cage on the table. More booze again for Puma. He hits a springboard. 450 splash through the effing table. Holy shit. How can anyone boo Prince Puma? 
a.k.a. Ricochet. He is by far the best high flyer in the sport today. He is amazing, an incredible athlete. His movements through the air are like poetry. If you appreciate the athleticism of professional wrestling, I don't see how you can move with him. You could like Cage. Cage is a beast. But how could you boo Prince Puma? He's just amazing. Conan winds up saying something to Cage, and Cage just attacks him. Uh, he's slamming Conan into like the security gate that's like on the first landing going upwards of the fans. And he's like ramming him into the gate, laying him out as Conan falls to the floor. Then Cage winds up throwing a trash can into the ring, grabs a chair. Well, right before this, I kind of missed the spot here. Winds up putting Puma's head into the chair and then takes the chair and rams it into the post. It looked like it was almost going to decapitate the guy, really. Oh, my God. It looked really bad. That's when, at the point when Conan uh, started talking trash at that point and got laid out. But uh, Puma is, like, really in bad shape. And uh, Cage, uh, you know, Puma's called back in the ring. Uh, Cage that throws the garbage can in the ring. He grabs a chair. He goes uh, into the ring. And he goes, you know, for a chair shot. Puma's able to avoid it, get the chair away from him. Winds up cracking Cage with the chair instead. Uh, drops the chair, then suplexes Cage right on the chair. Covers for a two count. Puma then goes up. For the 6.30 centon splash, but Cage rolls out of the way. Puma lands hard on his back in the ring. I mean, Puma has, he's really gone through with this match. He has worked really hard in this match. Uh, Cage winds up hitting that discus clothesline. Somehow Puma kicks out. I thought at that point that was the end. It really felt like the crowd did too. because They really popped uh, when Puma kicked out. A lot of chance here, how awesome this is. Cage winds up hitting Weapon X. But instead of covering him, he starts doing that ground and pound, which last time, in the last match, is when Conan decided to throw the towel in. But Conan can't throw a towel in now because Conan's out on the floor. You know, he's just kind of coming to at this point. And Cage is just beating the crap out of Puma. I mean, basically, he has him practically unconscious. I thought they were gonna, the ref was going to stop it. But uh, then he stands up, and he picks Puma up and power bombs him, holds him, pulls him up, and then power bombs him again through the garbage can. I mean, Puma is dead. That's, he's not moving at all. And for some reason, Cage decides to why he wants to trash talk Hernandez in the crowd at this point. So Hernandez is like, what, are you talking to me? So he jumps up. He gets on the apron. Cage takes a swing at Hernandez. Hernandez jumps down. And when he turns around, Conan has made his way into the ring. And he lays him out with that new super cane weapon that he created. He just cracks him across the head with it, lays him out. Uh, Puma, uh, stru- you know, he's still like from Dream Street, but he struggles get himself to his feet and climb the ropes. Cage is not moving at all. He winds up hitting the 630 senton, gets the pin and retains the title. What a great match. 
not as stupid ending again by Cage. I mean, he is really being booked as the biggest idiot in Lucha Underground. I mean, the guy's a monster, but, you know, this is twice he got the title one, and all he had to do was cover a guy, and instead he does something stupid. One time to get himself disqualified, another time to, you know, to lose. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I'm not happy with the way these those endings for Cage have been booked. It really makes him look like an idiot. Unless that's going to be the, his gimmick, is that he's a monster in the ring, but not very bright. That's how he looks right now. Still, I give the match four stars, and what a spectacular episode, really. Lucha Underground, you know, two weeks in a row now, exactly everything I love about this show, and none of the things that I hate, which is, both, you know, basically, I really don't like uh, the way women are treated on the show. But um, I thought today, the Evil East stuff worked, I mean, this is a great show. Uh, I love Prince Puma, I think he's the right guy to be champion right now. He is amazing. And I got to tell you, I'm looking at Cage here, and I'm wondering to myself, how did TNA give this guy a tryout and not sign him? Are you kidding me? He's better than half the roster in TNA. Why did the WWE sign this guy to an NXT deal and have him an NXT? He's better than most of the guys that are there now. Cage in his first match, I thought he got blown up a little. I think that might have been nerves. I think that might have been more of, you know, a big time on Lucha Underground, his first televised match. Might have been nerves that blew him up because he had to blown up in the other matches that he's been in. Um, and he is truly just a beast. I mean, his offense, he doesn't sell the best, but most big muscle guys tend not to sell well. But his offense looks completely devastating. And I know, you know, I was talking to somebody about Cage the other day, and I said, well, he looks awesome beating up a bunch of luchadors who are tiny. And I understand that point, but if he's a WWE, he can't have matches with Daniel Bryan and do the same offense. Or if he was an NXT, he could do this stuff to Prince Devitt, or what they call him now, Finn, Finn something, Balor. Um, he could do this stuff to Finn Balor, who's about the same size as these luchadors are. And if he was a TNA, you know, he could do stuff with Austin Aries or Kenny King. Now, those guys are really big. Um, could you imagine uh, what he could do with a bump machine like um, the British kid um, there that was feeding with EC3? I can't remember his name right now. But, uh, you know, the guy who's like JB's friend or something. Uh, Spud. Uh, Spud. Rockstar Spud, I think his name is. I don't watch a lot of TNA. But he was named Rockstar Spud. Can you imagine Cage and Rockstar Spud? No, he's a bump machine, that Spud kid. Can you imagine him bumping for uh, Cage's offense? It would look insane. So, again, a big fail, in my opinion, of the big two, not seeing uh, the raw talent of a guy like Cage. This guy, Cage, can be a huge star in this business uh, with some training. Um, again, the offense is the same. You teach this guy how to sell. And, yeah, he can't talk at all. You give him a manager. I mean, you know, that's what you, that's why guys, there are managers around. Both promotions have them. You can always find somebody to talk to talk for somebody. You can find a mouthpiece for anybody. But if the guy can get it done in a ring like he can, you know, you're out there looking for new stars. You're pushing Roman Reigns who can't talk either. And you're shoving him down the WWE fans' throat. 
And I'm sorry, nothing against Roman Reigns. I I liked him when he was in Florida, but you can't compare Roman Reigns to this guy Cage, in my opinion. Watch the two in a wrestle. It's not even close to who's the better guy. So anyway, that's my little my little rant for this week. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, this is WrestleMania week. There's a ton of indie shows coming on. So um, I'm hoping to be able to get a hold of some of them and uh, be able to review them for you uh, next week. And, uh, of course, we'll, we'll be back with, uh, as we're continuing, I'm really enjoying Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground right now. And so uh, there's uh, no plans to stop reviewing those shows on a weekly basis. And until next time, I want to thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye.